Hey everybody, this is Marsha and I'm thrilled to be here today to continue our exploration of self-care. Today we have a little bit of a different twist on self-care because we are looking at self-care from the inside out. Not performing self-care on ourselves by going to a spa, not taking a walk outside, Instead, it's about how do we shift by taking charge of our inner state so that we could find less turmoil. Given that as special needs parents, it's pretty hard to control conditions and situations outside of us. So, Our special needs children exist on this continuum that we know all about. Each child is different and therefore each parent's experience of caring for that child is different. Our child keeps growing. Our child has different disabilities, different needs, different learning needs and support needs. Our child is growing and therefore equipment needs to be altered, needs to be upgraded, needs to be updated constantly. Our child's health is changing. There may be medical needs, there may be surgical needs, there may be therapeutic needs, and the list goes on and on. So we have to realize that it's no longer sufficient to continue to let life, when it gets really tough, just buffet us, just bruise us and batter us. And that's what I want to look at a little bit today. What's your experience when challenging situations come up for you with your child or elsewhere in your life? Whether it's a short-term challenge or whether it's a long-term life challenge, such as caring for our special needs children. Do you find your emotions really take a hit pretty often? Do you find that those emotions that come up for you again and again include certain disempowering or negative emotions? If yes, how do negative emotions affect you? How do they affect your thoughts, your behaviors, your expectations, in short, your experience of life? In talking with special needs parents, many speak to me about their grief, anger, isolation, fear, confusion, tiredness, self-doubt, overwhelm, indecision, and even running out of steam, running out of energy, and reaching a place of apathy. Just sitting there and not having any drive, any motivation, any desire. 
to move one more centimeter. And if you have to move for care of your child, then you just go through that by rote as a mandatory thing with no real enjoyment or engagement sometimes. Special needs parents have told me that these emotions tend to drain them of energy and positivity, of hope and motivation. And the things that we are being drained of tend to be the positive emotions. So we lose a lot of the joy and the highs from our experience of life. And these tend to be drowned out by the negative emotions. Instead of all the negative feelings and effects, parents have said that they wish they could connect more easily and more often to feelings like joy, hope, excitement, Playfulness, something that it took me about seven years to start feeling again after my daughter was brain injured. To connect more easily with positive feelings like lightness and freedom and desire. But can we just turn off the way we feel? Can we just shut down the negative feelings that we may be inundated by? when challenges ramp up or appear or drag on for extended periods? Can we force ourselves to have positive feelings, even though we are facing really heavy challenges? Is it fair for us to want happiness and freedom and exploration of possibilities When our beloved child is facing a challenge, isn't it selfish to want to grasp happiness and joy and lightness? Shouldn't we show we care for our loved one by being more somber in our mood and behavior? What I've come to recognize as I look back on my own thoughts that mirrored these ideas was that guilt kept snapping shackles on me. And if that guilt is coming up for you, when in your heart of hearts you have a calling, you have a prompting that surely life needs to be a little more fulfilling and joyful for you. I wonder, do you deserve yet another limitation and limiter in your life? Don't you already have so many of those because of the situation that you live with? We don't love our children less if we smile if we give ourselves permission to lighten up sometimes.
if you are grappling with how to come to some balance between warring desires that you may have, the desire to find more of that lightness versus the desire to remain in solidarity with your child and not allow yourself to be as light and free as you once were. And by that I mean as emotionally light and free as you once were. Because I do recognize that in many ways your life may not be physically as light and free anymore. And you may be struggling with the thought that you would be disloyal in a sense to your child. You would be moving into a sense of freedom that you don't perceive your child has. And that that somehow equates to caring less for your child. If any of those kinds of thoughts or anything close to that comes into your mind, I've been thinking that maybe we need to explore that a little. So let me ask you a few questions. Which of these serves your special needs child and family better? If you're feeling down or if you're feeling up? It's a simple question. I don't think it's all that easy to answer. So why don't you act this out with me in your mind? Choose one of your most common negative emotional states and really step into feeling it now. As you take on that emotional state, notice these things. What is your body feeling like? Do you feel any additional heaviness coming over you because of the emotional state you've shifted into? Has your body position, has the way you hold your body changed? Is your head down? Are your shoulders slumped? Has your back collapsed so that you're sort of slouching? Are your eyes downcast? If you were to speak, would your tone be sadder or angrier? Would you be speaking more slowly? Would your breathing have changed? So that it's not so open and slow and deep. And maybe it's more anxious and quick and short. Now let's take you into feeling a more positive emotional state. You might want to connect with an emotion like gratitude or joy or excitement or playfulness. Feel free to use a memory of a time when you experience that positive emotion. It can really move you quickly into the experience of the positive emotion. 
Notice how your body's lightness shifts. Notice if your body posture lifts. Notice if your eyes or your mood perks up. Do you think your performance of your daily duties and routines are handled differently if you're in a negative emotional state versus if you are in a positive emotional state? What about your child's response to you? Do you think your child's response changes depending on the emotional state you're in? Have you noticed this before? How do you see changes coming about? Well, many special needs parents say that in a negative emotional state, the tasks and indeed the day tend to drag a lot more. The day goes slowly. There aren't very many uplifting points in the day. Chores are done largely by rote. And they might feel more drained and maybe even cry or lose focus or get quarrelsome. With my nonverbal, unseeing, bedridden daughter, I'd actually see her tense up. I'd see her muscles tighten. I'd notice her fear. Or I'd see how she would become distraught or distracted or unwilling or unable to engage during therapy that we would try to do with her. When I was tuned into very negative emotions, even if I was pretending otherwise, connect from a positive state. And you may find yourself singing as you do the work. Playing and laughing more with others, including your special needs child. Having greater energy yourself. And noticing that your child often feels the difference and response to it as well. We all want our children to experience more happiness, more calmness, more supportedness. We want our children to be more willing to try new things, to repeat, to engage in therapies and, and, and other interventions. So if you notice that your positive emotional state has a positive effect on your child's experiences, that's something to be considered for sure. In my opinion, there's no need for guilt. There's no need to keep ourselves down in the dumps because of our perception that we owe that to our child. Look, we owe ourselves and our children the best version of ourselves. And we are better versions of ourselves and able to do and be and envision more when we are in a positive emotional, mental and spiritual state. 
So how do we shift into becoming more positive people? Despite the short-term crises or the long-term chronic life challenges that we face? I suggest these four steps. One, accept that as long as we are alive, life will bring challenges to our doorstep. There is no ducking it. There is no avoidance. Two, realize that fear or resentment of such challenges does not reduce the challenges themselves. In fact, we may experience challenges even more because negative emotions might depress our state further and keep us in our negative feelings longer. Three, face the facts of the challenge that you are dealing with. Don't get stuck in the past and feeling a longing for or anger about what used to be. Don't get too stuck in dreaming of the future either. The most important thing, in the opinion of many parents that I've spoken to, and in my own experience, is being able to not lose ourselves in the past or in the future, but to truly experience our now, which means focus on what's happening right now. Four, ask yourself what you can do right now and decide on what you want to focus on that aligns with your priorities and your values. Pump your emotions up by reminding yourself how your action in that one specific area will help your child and you. Seeing the value or meaning that comes from your action will make life feel so much better. Before we end, here are just a few tips or insights that may make a difference to you. You know, when we use a physical muscle to push against a weight, and we train that muscle again and again by coming back to the weight and continuing to push against that weight. Then moving the weight gets easier and easier over time. The muscle gets more toned. Our ability to engage with the task becomes easier because we get so used to doing it in addition to being more physically fit to do it. And so in the same way, repeated practice in managing our emotions makes us more competent emotional managers as well and helps us to shift the way we think about our challenging circumstances over time. 
for me, I continue to tell myself, I can't change my daughter's circumstance or my or my family's circumstance with regard to her special needs and her challenges. But I don't want to live in that broken state anymore. So I can stay there experiencing grief and anger and all the other negative emotions and allow those negative emotions to depress my ability to be the best parent to her and the best person living my life. Or I can change the way I respond to my challenging circumstances and therefore reduce its effect, its negative effect on me. If you've enjoyed this episode and you want to pick up more tips on how to manage your emotions better, in order that your experience of life and the experience of all your family members levels up, I encourage you to check out my book, Lighting the Path, which is available on Amazon and many other locations. I'm putting a link in the description, so you can just click that link and go get your own copy. I'd also love to hear from you on what you do to help you to shift from the inside out. Join me in the next episode to learn more about how you can do more self-care from the inside out. Bye-bye. See you next week.